0: hello 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 and welcome back to another episode of the lavender woman's podcast i'm so glad you're here we have a great episode in store firstly i have to shout out my sister friend the incomparable soon-to-be dr janae garrett my sister my friend she's so many things in my life we did the healing episode choose healing and it's just been great. The downloads have been pouring in. The feedback has been pretty amazing. And I'm just so grateful for her friendship and her sisterhood. That episode has been listened to, of course, here in the US of A, Canada, Spain, United Kingdom, South Africa, and Iran, to name a few. Um, It was such a powerful conversation and you guys hung in there because that episode was over two hours long. It just kind of went before we knew it and it was very timely and I think very appropriate for this time that a lot of people are in. And so I just wanted to shout her out for just bringing such great content and such great um, words of wisdom for the listeners. This week we have a guest host here on the Lavender Woman's podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Coach Matthew Hayes is a transformational identity and results coach based out of Virginia. As a bi-coastal kid and a biracial man, he has a lifetime of experience dealing with feelings of not fitting in, not being enough. And it wasn't until his second deep depression that he found coaching, first as a client, then as a coach. Now he travels across the globe, coaching and leading events where he teaches people how to better understand themselves, take control of their potential, identify their culture, their culture, and add confidence and clarity needed to live a life on their own terms. Lavender Women, we welcome Coach Matthew Hayes to the podcast. Wow,
1: that sounded good. I like that. It's a, it's <laughs> a good bio. Yeah. I mean, it's true, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds heavy when you think about it. mm mm-hmm. um, But in reality, the healing journey of Mm. working with a coach, and you just talked about your friend who's a therapist, um, it's so necessary and it's so needed, especially now. So I'm glad to be here. I'm excited.
0: Yes. (laughs) Listen, I advocate for life coaching. I advocate for therapy. You guys know I'm always up here giving therapy, you know, <laughs> two thumbs up, you know, giving life coaches two thumbs up, whatever you need to do. And, you know, therapy is not always because something is necessarily wrong with you. Yeah. Sometimes it's just maybe you need clarity on a situation that you're facing. So it's not always, I think it's a negative stigma around it that I think is shifting. I've mm-hmm. seen it uh, really in a shift lately. And that's a good thing because we can all benefit from therapy or life coaching.
1: Yeah, and we, we can use it as a maintenance plan, right? It doesn't have. To, we don't have to wait until the free is broken to, mm-hmm. to you know. So everything of it. falls
0: apart, exactly. Right. We
1: put our we do our oil, oil change every three thousand miles. Mm-hmm. We do the maintenance every whenever. That's a
0: good way to so, look at it. So I better. mean,
1: we got to take care of ourselves before the breakdown, and not wait until we explode. Especially in the minority community. Absolutely. Which, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a whole conversation that we can have. Right. That's a different conversation for a different episode, but it's so (laughs) true. But this week, we want to talk to you guys about prioritizing for success. This Mm -hmm. is a new year. This is a new decade. And we've set a lot of new goals. So I wanted to bring in someone that could help us with that because, listen, sometimes I'm struggling my own stuff with my own goals and everything that I have to do. So I wanted to bring in someone that can really lay the foundation for us to prioritize for success. So first, let's talk about priorities. How do we effectively prioritize? So, Is there such a thing?
1: <laughs> I, to kind of take a, a quick step backwards,
2: okay.
1: um, I'm curious about the listeners who were triggered by that intro. Because mm. um, I, I can picture myself listening to the podcast and like, oh, shoot, we're going to talk about Prioritize. we're going to talk about goals we're going to mm. talk about like actually following through on stuff mm-hmm. and like i know that that trick that's triggering that when especially be. when i feel like i'm not doing what i should be doing
2: okay
1: and i don't and i feel like i'm not living up to my potential mm-hmm. i feel like i have so much inside of me mm-hmm. that's not out yet right and and all these other things these stories that we operate under
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm curious about who's listening who doesn't want to listen anymore, but because of what we're talking about in this moment mm-hmm. saying, Okay, fine, I'll stick around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a safe place, you yeah. guys. It's a safe
0: space, <laughs> I promise you. You know, it's not going to beat you up. It's not going to make you feel bad. We just really want to give you some tips and some tools
1: yeah. to actually follow yeah. through with Absolutely. the goals that you put in place. Lean into it. Exactly. Right? And that in this in this healing journey, which mm-hmm. all of that we're talking about is part of that. OK. Right. Goals, vision. Right. Uh, prioritizing. Um, all that's part of our own individual journeys. And I think to kind of go back to how do we effectively prioritize is. First and foremost, we need to know who we are, mm. and make sure that the things we're trying to prioritize are aligned with that, okay. and aligned with where we're going. Mm-hmm. So often, we we set up goals based on who we think we're supposed to be, mm. and that's why we can never follow through on them. Mm. Um, for me, for example, right? I for a long time, I had I wanted my body to look a certain way, okay, because I grew up looking a certain way i grew up i was fat and Mm -hmm. you know i got made fun of and i felt rejected by women and family and all this so i set up this goal that i wanted my body to look this way it really wasn't a goal i cared about it was a goal i was setting to survive and to make it through Mm -hmm. so a lot of times we need to start there with okay why are these my goals Mm. and is this actually something I care about? Right. Um, I had this conversation today with a peer who is also a coach, and we talked about it. She's like, you know. I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. but i feel so much pressure from my clients Mm. i feel pressure from the people who have come to my events Mm -hmm. like but this isn't this isn't me anymore and i want to transition to something else but i feel like i'm guilted into these goals Mm. so i'm setting up goals that are impossible for me to accomplish and accomplish fully because they're not who i am anymore so first we gotta we gotta check that box is you know is this the goal I want? Right. And that that starts going into the prioritizing of it. Mm-hmm. Because when we feel like we have so many things in the air at the same time, it feels so overwhelming.
2: Right.
1: And it can feel like a lot. Yeah. Um so for me, um, I slow it down mm-hmm. and I, I pick some things mm-hmm. and I, I call it chunking down. Sometimes we chunk things up to like the bigger vision and sometimes right. we chunk them down to the small actionable steps. Mm-hmm. So we start with chunking down after alignment, making sure that it's what's right for us and we're not getting stuck in the movement and not actually making any momentum.
0: That makes perfect sense. I found myself... Doing things that wasn't true to who I was, Mm. but it was what my family wanted me to do, it was what my grandmother expected of me. It was like, this doesn't even feel, you know, you just, you know, when it's not right for you, Mm -hmm. it's just uncomfortable. And I know sometimes our goals can be so big that they are uncomfortable. This is a different type of uncomfortable. You are just, I mean,
1: it feels wrong. Yes.
0: You know, it's almost like imposter syndrome like, who am I? Because I'm out here portraying that I'm this person that I don't even want to be. And it's miserable. Like, you find yourself being really lonely, Absolutely. really sad, really yeah. upset. You go through a period where you're angry. And as I'm getting older, it's just like, no, that doesn't work for me. I, I can't do that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I went through that process myself. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm still in it, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're constantly in it. It's constantly. A, we talk about process and journey yeah. so much. Yeah. We don't actually, like, really embody that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a journey, like, mm-hmm. every day. It's a different thing. Like you saw, I had the men's event last night. Right. And we talked about defining masculinity. And how, where do we come up with our identity of what a man is? Mm,
2: um,
1: that's good. And what we talked about, for me, my dad was, you know, he dealt drugs. He was in jail a lot. My mom had to pick up the slack, worked mm-hmm. multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. So I'm alone home a lot. Yeah. Right? only child. A lot of us came from child. that
2: background, yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of us did. Mm-hmm. And even more so, the importance of then how did you decide who to become, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I used my religious background mm-hmm. plus my mother's VCR VCR recordings of TV land, mm-hmm. right? So I was looking at Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. and Desi Arnaz, mm-hmm. like those are my models. Okay. Like, okay, this is what a man is. Right. I'm supposed to have a wife. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to behave this way. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to have humor, but also courage, And I'm so, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm picking out these things mm-hmm. and I'm just like copy and pasting them to my character. But not ever really having anyone help me say, Who is it you want to be? You be? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think when we can kinda take that step back, that's where all this prioritization and all this goal setting and success and stuff kinda starts to fall in place on its own. Right. I think it's when we're trying to be what we're not mm. that things feel so heavy and right. feel so difficult.
0: Right. Oh, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) You are speaking my life. I don't know who else this applies to that may be listening, but listen, he just pretty much gave you my life in a nutshell. You'll know when it's right because it feels, it's a feeling that you can't describe. When I started this podcast, I say it all the time, it was for me. It was an outlet for myself because I had just overcome a really bad depressive state, Mm. and it was like I needed this outlet. I would do this podcast whether I had... One listener or whether I had 10,000 listeners or a million listeners because I believe in it. And it's passionate. It's a passion project that means so much to me. So you'll know when you find your thing and you'll know when it's meant for you because it's something that I go to bed thinking about it. I wake up energized about it. I'm always brainstorming. I'm always excited, you know, and when I was doing other things. I was not excited
1: it was draining my energy
0: i was just i had an attitude all the time and it's just like
2: because i don't want to do this yeah, you know yeah. it's not me it's, it's not, not right. who i am
1: yeah yeah i talked about this uh last week at this event um called born innovators okay. for black history month mm. and so outside of being an identity coach i also worked at nasa for over a decade okay And I would an intern there over the summer. Talk to (laughs) Um, him. So I work on stuff that's been in space. I've been an astronaut candidate, Mm -hmm. all kind of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned how one of the most important things I've learned there was the value of place. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And in order to kind of tell that story, you kind of have to backtrack it some, which going all the way to the very, very beginning, Mm -hmm. which starts with quarks, which we might not remember. We're adults here, but. Quarks is something from science class. Mm -hmm. Quarks go to be the building blocks of protons and Mm -hmm. electrons and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then those become the building blocks of atoms. And Mm -hmm. then atoms become the building blocks of molecules. And molecules build everything around us, including ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? So what I was saying is that protons can't be quarks. Mm -hmm. They just can't. And if they tried to, the entire structure would fall apart. And corks can't be molecules. They mm. just can't. Like, it's just not possible. If mm. they tried to, the structure would fall apart. Just like the chairs we're sitting in mm-hmm. can't be the microphone we're recording on. It just can't. Right. If it tried to be, no one would be hearing us. Like, exactly. it just doesn't work that way. Right. We all have a place. Mm. And we all are created with some purpose that's within us. Something that will drive us to where we're thinking about it, falling asleep. We think yeah. about it waking up. It energizes us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We all have that thing.
2: Yeah
1: we're all built with this this purpose Mm innate uh to create Mm -hmm. to innovate Mm -hmm. to be something right and it's only when we let ourselves it's only when we give ourselves the permission to really figure out what that is Mm -hmm. that the world starts to make sense
2: yeah
0: and i think for some of us getting a little bit off topic but for some of us i think we know what that thing is but it could be so big that it's terrifying mm. because we don't think that we possess what's needed to fulfill that thing like we're not capable so what do you do in that situation where you know this is what i'm called to do but i'm in, i feel inadequate mm. what happens then
1: no we are yeah i, I believe we are inadequate right mm. and, and that we're kind of going in like a spiritual sense now and right that's is fine. that you know for me i believe i'm inadequate and that's my biggest strength Mm -hmm. is that i now have to call on something bigger than me
2: absolutely right let me
1: embrace my inadequacy right like let me now now i have to rely on the friends i have i have mm. to really tap into my network mm. i have to really be that people person that i always don't really want to be sometimes but oh, no. i can't do this alone yeah. especially when my vision is so big especially yeah. when my goal is so big yeah. and we try to take on so much um and often out of fear mm-hmm. often because i'm scared to be rejected by people mm-hmm. it's kind of the core four fears that i talk about is rejection ruin responsibility um and i can't think of the fourth that's one okay. probably <laughs> but come to you later. it will it will um where i'm scared to take a leap because i think it'll ruin me it'll ruin everything i've built mm. i'm scared to be rejected by for taking the leap. i think that's the big one that mm-hmm. rejection yeah yeah especially in this context right when we're talking about a, a big goal a mm-hmm. big vision mm-hmm. and i now have to get help to do it
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm scared that people are going to say it's crazy mm-hmm I'm scared that people are gonna say, "Why would you try that?"
0: Because not everyone is gonna see your vision the way yeah. that you see, or even believe in it for that matter. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's not their job to
0: exactly
1: right. Exactly. I talked to some kids about this last week, and it's like, your parents only know what your parents have ever known.
0: That's it, right? That's it. And
1: and that's not their fault. Right. It's just their life. That's
0: all they know. And yeah. you
1: have a completely different understanding of the world a different feeling of the world Mm -hmm. and sure they have much more wisdom Mm -hmm. but the things you experience are different yeah and you can't spend your entire life waiting on someone to to say that you're right
2: yeah
1: because i mean and i'm looking here at this picture right we have like a picture of jesus on the wall Mm -hmm. and it's like Yo, he didn't do that. <laughs> I know. And sure, there were some costs for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, the ultimate. But the impact and the effect, right? right. And I think about, I'm from L.A., okay. um, which you mentioned in kind of being a bi-coastal kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm from L.A. When Kobe died, like, a couple weeks ago, like, that was, for me, kind of earth-shattering, right? Yeah, Kobe was a superhero kind of in growing up for me. I'm sure. I didn't have much. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Even when I didn't necessarily like Kobe, mm-hmm. Kobe was still like mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, we all felt that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's the like is Kobe. Yeah. So after that happened, I wrote this article of how do you want to be remembered?
2: Yes. Yeah. What do you want to be
1: remembered as? Mm-hmm. And kind of to bring it back to the topic is are the goals you have, the things you're trying to prioritize, mm-hmm. Are they in line with the legacy you want? Yes. Am I just doing a lot of stuff because I'm just in the motion of doing so much stuff? Mm -hmm. Or is it actually stuff that's going to build the life I want and help me be the person I want to be? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, legacy is important. Um, This podcast is pretty much a part of my grandmother's legacy because she did what I do. But of course, not on a podcast, Mm. but she was about helping people and reaching people. And she did it every day of her life. It was what I saw growing up. It was what was modeled in front of me. And so with all of my many life experiences and mistakes that I have made, it's just built this, this desire inside of me to want to just you know, carry it on, just carry the torch. She's no longer here to do it. And I just feel like every day that I'm alive, I just grow stronger in that sense that this is exactly what I was meant to do yeah. because I had such a great model and such a great um, example of what that looks like. And not everyone has that example. And sometimes it's hard to be what you've never seen. I True. understand that too. Um, but your goals, can they're obtainable. Yeah. They really are. You can do it.
1: Now, I know we're... On a podcast, yes. so everyone can't really like visualize like kind of where we are and mm-hmm. how we're sitting and kind of feel the energy. Um, but I think that that's important for what I'm gonna say next. Okay. Is, you know, we are, we're sitting in this nice room, Thank this you. nice marble table. Thank you. Uh, the walls are lavender on mm-hmm. the bottom, which mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly fitting. Uh, <laughs> light gray on the top. Right. The temperature is warm. It smells good in here. Thank There's you. lavender oil, of yes. course.
0: Everywhere. everywhere.
1: Um, it's so comfortable. And right behind me mm-hmm. is a picture of your grandmother. Yes,
0: it absolutely is.
1: And I think that it's important to kind of frame that mm-hmm. because in this conversation of goals and success and all that we need to define what success is
2: yes
1: um, and with this ambiance your grandmother to me kind of kind of felt like mother teresa mm-hmm. kind of felt like that very giving yes. loving spirit she was and i say all that because mother teresa didn't have any money
2: right
1: mm-hmm. she, she she was not rich mm-hmm but she was very wealthy and had multiple presidents come to her funeral. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had a lasting impact on the world. Yes. And I know millionaires who want to die. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, for us here in this conversation we need to know what success is yes we right do. as an individual and everyone's going to have their own definition of course um but i think for those listening that you need to define that mm-hmm. right is it money is it houses is it impact what is that right because sometimes we can create goals that are misaligned with what success is
0: absolutely
1: and we'll be chasing things and what's even, what's worse than not getting your goals is getting your goals and it not being the right ones mm. And yeah. like you achieve, I got the job, I mm-hmm. got the million, mm-hmm. and I'm still unhappy. Mm-hmm. Right? And I just spent forty years to get here. Exactly. You're and still now unfulfilled. I feel like I'm out of time, but right. I'm out of I'm unfulfilled, like you yes, said. Yes,
0: unfulfilled. Like
1: so there's so much more that goes into this conversation, which on the surface feels very easy, right? Right. Set a goal, get a planner, you know, journal sometimes, mm-hmm. Without all this other regular stuff right. you can Google. But it's so much deeper than that. It is. Is what is success
2: mm.
1: and i'll give you my definition is having the freedom to live the life you want on your terms mm-hmm. and experience the feelings you enjoy on a regular basis
2: i like that
1: so it's a it's a twofold definition mm-hmm. it's it's a merging of the external and the internal world okay so having the freedom to live life on your terms that's external right i can i can move how i need to move how i want to move
2: right
1: but then internally I can experience the feelings I enjoy on a regular basis. So not only am I operating the way i like but i'm i'm living the life that i like i feel like mm-hmm. it's the life that i like right. at the same time yeah because if i don't have both i'm unsuccessful ultimately
2: Absolutely. like
1: i can be i can have the outside mm-hmm. i can have the million mm-hmm. and want to die mm-hmm. that's not successful not and then i can be super happy and excited think life is great but i'm sleeping under a bridge and i can't eat right. that's also unsuccessful right. like it's crazy you yeah. would get locked up for that no. <laughs> like, Yeah. so it you have to be master over both worlds and that's the only way to get true success and neither one of those have to do necessarily Mm -hmm. with money right yeah
0: i learned a long time ago that success absolutely has something to do with money from my perspective um i saw my grandmother give and give Mm -hmm. and she wasn't a woman who had a lot but if you needed it she gave it to you i mean she would feed people like Her kitchen was like a revolving door. It was almost like a soup kitchen. People would just come knock, and everyone called her auntie. Auntie, what you cook today? And she would just fix a little plate. And I just used to be looking around as a child like, why are all these people here all the time eating? What is happening? And she was a school teacher, so she was an educator for 37 years. She would bring kids home with her. help them with their homework feed them dinner and their parents would pick them up once they got home from work because it would just help the parents out for their children to have that stability Mm -hmm. and that routine and that structure and she did that for as long as i can remember it was just as she would pull their teeth and everything i said grandma you can't be pulling other people's (laughs) children's teeth and she said well it was loose i said grandma you can't that. and you know that was just her spirit is who she was <laughs> take um, care of the she, baby yeah she took people in i remember she took like um a few of my cousins in from new york and didn't ask anybody for a dime just took care of them clothed them fed them make sure they got to school she was just she was the most remarkable woman i've ever met in my life and yeah. she came from parents who were children of slaves mm. and so when you think about it her great grandparents were slaves And they were uneducated. And she and my great auntie were determined to get an education. So they were like the first ones in their family that could read and write. And actually, um, they would walk seven miles one way to school every single day just so that they could learn how to read and write. And when I share that with my children, it's just like the liberties that we have now, like they weren't always that way. Once upon a time, we had to fight to just have the ability to learn yeah we weren't allowed to learn and i mean they went on to college like i don't you don't know a lot of people born in the 1930s who went to college
1: many colored people exactly many (laughs) colored people um
0: and it's just it's remarkable who she was and what she stood for and she just she wow she was a great example of what leaving a legacy looks like
1: and i think she I also, is a great example of this is that our life is a result of our standards.
0: Absolutely.
1: Whatever our standards is or are Mm -hmm. is where our life will be.
0: Absolutely. Right?
1: And you said that she didn't have much, but she Mm -hmm. always had enough. She
0: always had enough. Right. And sometimes I'll be looking like, but if you give them that, what are we going to have? But we never lack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's part of the spiritual pie. The material pie is that if I, if I give people a slice there will be less. The spiritual pie is there's always more. There's always more. But to kind of bring it back is that you know our standards define the life we live. Mm-hmm. Now, I can talk to this from my own experience, mm-hmm. but I know people will also relate. Is that you know you probably can imagine a family member or someone you know who is always struggling. Mm-hmm. They're always in like a certain situation. Right. Um, but let there be a time where there's an unexpected bill or their child needs to go to the hospital or mm-hmm. something dire or happens and mm-hmm. they didn't have the money last week for lunch, but this week all of a sudden something happens, mm-hmm. they, they, they find a way mm-hmm. and they can make it, make it they happen. can make it happen, right? right? They raise their standards, mm-hmm. right? So the question is, why couldn't I do that the week before? Mm. Right, this week, all of a sudden, now I can make 10K in a week to cover my ha- child's exactly. dinner bill.
0: That's so true. But last
1: week, it was completely impossible. Right, our life is a result of the standards we have. Wow. What's our standard?
0: I don't think I've ever thought about it in that context, before. but it's true,
1: right? Yeah, it's like absolutely there's been true. things that, like, oh, the ti- I got two flat tires mm-hmm. and I got to replace them. Somehow, I made it happen. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: a lot of times. This, I talk to people about this raise your standards. That's the key to getting the success and getting, getting what you want. Okay. Is You think about like a thermostat in the house. Right. And if I set it to 70 degrees mm-hmm. when it's 65, what's going to happen? Yeah,
2: it's going to cut on.
1: It's going to cut on. Yeah. The heat's going to cut on. Right. And it's going to warm it up. Mm-hmm. But the opposite side is true too. When it goes to 75, what's going to happen? The so, AC is going to cut on right. and it's going to cool it cool back it down. down. So a lot of times we set this standard of what my life is. Mm-hmm. And when I go below, when I go too far below my standard, oh, the heat kicks on and I, I get this new burst of motivation yeah. and I'm going to go get it. And it's 2020, man, I, I've been putting this off. For so it's too long. I'm about to do it. And then I start getting momentum and I start building up yeah. and I go above my standard mm-hmm. and I start self-sabotaging mm. and I start. And all of a sudden, I just don't feel like it.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, maybe maybe next time, Mm -hmm. next week. Mm -hmm. And I start cooling myself back down Mm -hmm. to whatever the standard of my life is. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So if we really want the life that we say we want, whatever that is, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's a result of your standards. Mm -hmm. And wherever you are now, the people who are triggered by this episode... Question the standards.
0: Question the standards. You are dropping gems. Like, (laughs) we are 26 minutes in and you are just like, I hope, listen, I hope everyone is really, you know, listening to what you're saying because you are your standards. Wow.
1: Our life is not a result of what we want. It's a result of our standards. Mm. And we cannot create our future. Our habits create our future. We create our, our habits.
0: habits. Right. We create our habits and our habits create our future. Yeah. That's so good.
1: Right? Because I can't say I want to be a millionaire. Right. And that's not going to happen because I want it.
0: Exactly. But
1: the habits I have on a daily basis, right. on a moment-to-moment basis, will dictate whether mm. or not that comes true.
0: That's so good. You were just breaking it all the way down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just all the way down. But it all comes back to our very first t- conversation, right? Is right? What is the life I want?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who do I want to be?
2: Who do I want to? be? Because
1: I, when I when I type when I came here mm-hmm. to to record this with you, mm-hmm. right? I have to first put in my location in Google Maps, and then I have to put in where I'm going. Right. If either one of those is missing, I can't go anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't just say I want to be a millionaire. I put in the destination, and if I don't put in where I am,
2: exactly, it's
1: just gonna show you a dot on the map. Right. Cool. There's a, there's a million. Yeah. You don't know how to get there though. Mm so we have to start with both where we are going and where we are if you don't have both of those right the bridge is impossible
0: yeah my grandma used to always say that you have to know where you're going baby and mm-hmm. I, she said so me these things when wow. i was super little and you know you didn't really understand it and then she'll say you'll understand it better <laughs> by and by you know that old <laughs> southern upbringing but she will always say that you have to know where you're going and i think that's how she lived her life she always wow. had her eye on what she wanted to accomplish and she put things in place to make sure that she met those accomplishments. Yeah. And, yeah. Even when people didn't get it. Right. Even
1: when people didn't agree. Right. It was her. It was her direction. Right. It's her path and her yeah. journey. And that's amazing.
0: And it's, like, so crazy because she'll be gone. before be four years this um, May. And people just miss her desperately because mm-hmm. she was literally, like, their anchor and their... She was so many things to so many people. I couldn't even begin to tell you and she's desperately missed because she was just so vital to so many people Was she successful? She was successful. She was successful. Yeah. Yeah, she was absolutely successful Hmm. Um, We own I have told this story before I think um, with my pastor when we did our episode but my family owns a bunch of land that um, people were once enslaved on Hmm. Um, It was sold to her parents for a dollar back in the 1890s. And we still own that land to today. So when she passed away, it was just passed down. And every time I go home and I look at this land that once upon a time our ancestors and our family members were enslaved on, it's like my family owns this land. It's such a rich part of our family and our culture and our history. And it's just she was successful in every way I can think of because many people have offered her Top dollar for this land, which could have set her up for the rest of her life, could have set my family up for the rest of our, could have set our family up for generations to come. And the yeah. answer was always no, because with her, it's not the monetary part of things. It's what this means to us mm-hmm. and the, the part that it plays in our family. So gee,
1: And that's hard to do. It's very hard that's to do. That's difficult, especially know? when you have economic pressure, mm-hmm. especially when you, like, you have kids that you need to take care mm-hmm. of and you have, it's like- sh- to 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 turn that down for a a moral code or internal principle Mm -hmm. and guiding force Mm -hmm. is hard. So I I reiterate that for those here with us Mm -hmm. today. It's like I get it, right? Like we got bills. We all have bills. We got kids and And we got two kids. He met them when he got there. I had
0: two whole children. Yeah. (laughs) Two whole
1: life is real. It is. So we all of this (laughs) theoretical talk about staying true to who you are and your core Mm -hmm. and all that does not mean be ignorant and don't pay the bills. Right? Like it does not mean don't, don't make money. Right. But it's saying that there is a balance Mm -hmm. where you can achieve both the external and the internal worlds Mm -hmm. that you want. Mm -hmm. And with a little redefinition of things, it can be a lot easier than we think. Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That was so good. Let's see. <laughs> I don't even know where we are on the outline. Let's see. <laughs> so you talked about, okay, so we were going to, the next thing was going to be, what is success? And I think you talked about that. Yeah. But in this day and age, we are living in a technological world and a social, social media world. How do you think social media has changed what success is or what it looks like? Because now you can post a video, go viral, and the next day be social media famous or mm-hmm. instagram famous or whatever they're calling and I really don't follow these trends but how has that changed the way that we work towards success
1: I mean it it all goes back to mindset
2: mm-hmm.
1: right even before social media the the example that came up for me was the lottery and you have yeah. people who are broke and then all of a sudden they're millionaires the next day
0: they're millionaires and
1: they don't know what to do with I was it, you and see, they go broke within they go another broke, two, right. two
0: years. They're if back that, broke again, exactly. Because we
1: see it it's the mindset. Mm-hmm. I have a mindset of a broke person, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to operate in a different space.
2: Mm. So
1: even now with social media, I feel like it's the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Where I can, I can post a video, I can go viral, mm-hmm. and then I can squander that opportunity and lose it, just like the person who won the lottery. Right. If we don't have the mindset of someone who's ready to embrace life and mm-hmm. who's ready to embrace opportunity, right. if, if we're not prepared mm-hmm. for opportunity, mm-hmm. then when it comes, we'll miss it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think mm, this is, a, this is a, a deep topic. Go ahead. And that's why you know I had to pause for a second. Um, It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And I think it it brings so many wedges in, especially between generations.
0: That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: Because we come from one school of thought where, you know, you work hard, you you get a job, work however long, retire. Mm -hmm. The kids don't have that. Because they don't need to, though, at the same time. Right. Like, it's not a requirement for the social media age where I can post a video and go viral Mm -hmm. and make a million dollars real quick and Mm -hmm. get a record deal and Mm -hmm. then I can be on TV and my mom was watching me when you told me to go to school. Mm -hmm. Like, it's different. Yeah. And I think we need to just, it's all about having the mindset and being open minded to it. Yeah. And open minded to what opportunities come, regardless of whether we're comfortable with it, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not it feels right to us mm-hmm. as an individual. It does not mean it's wrong. Right. Um, and I, I posted this the other day because I changed up my Instagram feed. Okay. It was a real simple thing, right? Mm-hmm. I know I had a certain aesthetic that I was doing okay. and I had put out a message like, hey, I th- I'm thinking about changing the aesthetic and not being so structured. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just posting what I feel like posting. Because okay. sometimes I would want to share something, but it didn't go with the aesthetic. So I couldn't yeah. according to my own rules.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so someone sent me a message and said, "But isn't structure and symmetry like your whole thing? Like having a structured and symmetrical life and mm-hmm. whatever?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it might be something I care about. It might it might be my thing." Right. But that doesn't mean it's it's the most effective thing.
0: Exactly. And it doesn't well, mean it's it has the to right be thing. Everything, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I said, "What I like more, what I like a lot more than what I like, mm-hmm. is getting the results and outcomes I like and the out- outcomes I want." yeah Yeah. so sometimes we're the one who's in the way Mm -hmm. most of the time Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. like and we talk about challenging things so often about challenging the norms challenging how people look at women challenging how people look at minorities challenging all this but we don't challenge ourselves enough and we don't challenge the way we look at things enough right and we take things so personal so quickly Mm -hmm. um and social media is you know, puts a spotlight yes. on the things that people like and don't like Absolutely. very quickly.
0: Very. You want to know what people are not feeling at the moment? Jump on your social. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. I don't know. When you talked about the generational part of the um, social media success, what I'm finding is that the older generation feels like the younger generation doesn't work hard. Yeah. And um, when I grew up, born in the 80s, Raised in the 90s, I think it's the best two decades to come up in. I'm just, I'm 80s sorry, and 80s and 90s to my <laughs> core, okay? I just can't let it go. But, you know, the philosophy when I was growing up was you do one of three things. You find a good job. And they used to always say you find your government job and you mm. stay there until you retire. or You go to college, you get your degree, you find a job, you stay there until you retire, or you go to the military. There were no other options for you to be maybe an entrepreneur or to do something different. And now these children have all types of opportunities right at their disposal. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing, I'm even seeing like um, older entertainers and actors and stuff saying they don't work hard. They just post a video and then they land a movie. Like we actually had to go out and do auditions and we had to do this. And it's like, I don't think one side is right or wrong. It's just... It's, it's just the age a, we live a, in, yeah, now. it's
1: a different way of doing things, yeah. and if we can't if you're not open enough to adjusting, you'll get left behind
0: right, right, because you can still you can still have success by going viral on social media. it's all about your response to what happens after you become viral, yeah. or you can be the um old school way and go to auditions, whatever you have to do to make it happen, but
1: I mean, what people don't often recognize is that it's rare that someone. In social media just goes viral
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: rare that that actually just happens mm-hmm. like when we look at so many people like even shiggy for example mm-hmm. i don't know if you know who that is yeah, I do. um he had years of posting videos mm-hmm. and doing stuff and like but it just only one see thing that one, one thing, thing caught
2: right but if people have been posting
1: like most of these social media influence they've been doing this for a long, a long time, time like and they've been knocking on doors too and but it's just different doors than what their parents would have knocked absolutely. on absolutely like they're networking with different influencers mm-hmm. they're trying to get seen on this and they're mm-hmm. like they're facing fears That the older generation were too scared to look at, which was visibility. Absolutely. Right? The older generation would hide. And we hid a lot in secure jobs. We hid a lot in safety. And that's why those were the three options. Because they were safe.
0: Safe. That's the word. And
1: these kids are challenging the norms. Mm -hmm. And they're challenging Mm -hmm. what everyone says is how you're supposed to do things. And they say, why? Right.
0: Thank you. Why? My pastor and I did a Mm two-part episode on the modern church part one. He talked about millennials in the church and how the millennials came into the church and was just like, but why are we doing this this way? Mm
1: -hmm. It's like
0: the only thing people could say is because we've always done it this way, but why are we doing it this way? And he said that it really challenges the church to really be more... transparent and more mm-hmm. honest because we're just not letting anything fly even in the church and so we talked about you know just challenging those safe spaces yeah. and those norms that have been put in place for so long
1: yeah i mean it's there yeah the, and this this goes back to just who i am and okay. what i believe in in my core mm-hmm. which is the ultimate level of humanity is curiosity
2: mm-hmm.
1: right and this kind of i kind of study philosophy a little bit and there's this philosopher named nietzsche i don't know if you've heard of him But he talks about there being three phases of life. Okay. And the first phase is where the vast majority of people are, where they stay, where they die, Mm -hmm. which is a camel, a beast of burden. People put stuff on their back. They go from point A to point B and on repeat, copy and paste for the rest of their lives. Okay. They go to work, they go home, they go to work, Mm -hmm. they go home. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. They never leave. Mm
2: -hmm. That's it. Okay.
1: Now, for those who are able to transition out of that phase they go to phase two which is the lion now the lion has one primary job Mm -hmm. which is to conquer the dragon named thou shalt now each of the scales on this dragon is, thou, is the societal norms. Thou shalt do this. Okay. Thou shalt get a good good government job. Okay. Thou shalt not behave like this in public. It, mm-hmm. Whatever society says okay. you're supposed to be,
2: okay.
1: the job of the line is to conquer that dragon, okay. to conquer societal norms. And some people get stuck there. We might know people who, um, uh, who are always fighting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: constantly fighting, mm-hmm. fighting whatever people say, even if it makes sense, or even if they're not even attacking them, they just right. have a rebuttal. Okay. They always have something to say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who might be stuck in phase two, mm. right? They, they're stuck in the warrior phase. Okay. But Nisha talks about phase three, where very few people actually make it. And as you progress from a camel to a lion, for me at least, I expected phase three to be like some something, mm. and what Nietzsche says phase three is a baby. Mm. It's a baby
2: okay. who just
1: looks at the world with wonder and curiosity mm. who, now that I've conquered societal norms on who I am and who I'm supposed to be, I can be curious again. right I can say, "What is that? Mm-hmm. And you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about this a lot. Oh, I love um, that. and I, I I think we might actually we're supposed to talk about this later is stillness Mm -hmm. and bringing more stillness back into life
2: yes
1: and where i can i can go outside and i know what everything is now but Mm -hmm. imagine if i went outside and i took the labels off of things Mm -hmm. especially in nature Mm -hmm. and i said what is this it's, it's tall and it's brown and it has texture around it and there's some green things coming off the side. Mm-hmm. And if I took the label of tree off right.
2: and I just looked at it
1: more curious mm-hmm. or if I walked into you know, the field with like these soft little blades coming out of the ground and I, I took the label of grass off and I just walked and just felt life again.
2: Right.
1: How much different would I be as a mm-hmm. person?
2: Yeah.
1: How much more impact would I be able to create How much more connection could I create? And when I create more connection and impact, how much more successful would I be?
2: Right.
1: People are known for how they make people feel, not for what they are known for. Exactly. Right? When I think of Kobe dying, I don't think about the cars he had in his garage or the watches he had. Exactly. I think about my personal, you know, Mm -hmm. separation, Mm -hmm. interaction with Kobe, right? Is the way I felt when I experienced who he was. Yeah. And I had a friend who passed last week, and the same exact thing, right? I'm not thinking about the car he drove. I'm not thinking about the house he went into mm-hmm. or any of that. I'm thinking about how I felt when I was around him, mm-hmm. right? He always greeted me with a smile. Right. He would always say, what's up, brother? Mm-hmm. And hand me a drink. Like, mm-hmm. straight. no matter what time of the day it was, he mm-hmm. walked into his house, he had a cup. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, here you go, I got you. Right. Right. So when we can invite more stillness in, and when we can allow that stillness to kind of permeate our core, and to permeate our goals, and to permeate our definitions of life, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that changes everything.
0: It does. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. I don't even know where we go from here. (laughs) That's so good.
1: So, I I can tell you. I'll tell you exactly where we go. Okay. So, I have kind of three phases that I work with my clients in. Okay. And most often, where we're talking about in this conversation is kind of phase three. but there's usually two phases before that that we kind of overlook when we think about life when people come to you know therapy or coaching or whatever Mm -hmm. which we kind of alluded to before is they're coming when there's a problem Yeah. Uh, when there's something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And even back to your first question, how do I effectively prioritize, which means I'm not effectively prioritizing, right. which I only know when something's off,
2: exactly. which I only
1: know when my family's not right, or the mm-hmm. work's not right, or mm-hmm. something just doesn't feel right. So the first step for me and the people I work with is we have to find calm again, right? If I imagine life is like a house fire, like for, we need to put the fire out. That's yes. the very first thing. Yes. We need to figure out where the fire is coming from. Mm-hmm. And we need to put that out.
0: Extinguish that thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: But a lot of times what we do is once the fire is out, we mistake the fire being out for having peace and they're not the same thing. Mm. And I had to learn that because mm-hmm. um, I thought it was mm-hmm. for a long time. I was like, okay, things are good. Right. But as the, des- as the dust starts to settle, What it actually creates is calm. And calm and peace are not the same thing. They are not. Peace is an active calm. Mm -hmm. So going from calm to going to peace. What is that? Refrigerator. Refrigerator. (laughs) It's making ice. (laughs) It's okay. So sorry. Um, So going from calm to peace is one thing where a lot of times we start, that's where we start creating these goals.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Now, as the dust settles, the fires out, you know, we start seeing the grass sprout again Mm -hmm. on the land. Okay then now what's the next step is we need to start rebuilding mm-hmm. and it's time to start creating again
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of times we spend so much energy in between those first two phases of putting the fire out and finding peace putting the fire out and finding peace and all day and all of our lives we, we're just putting fires out right and we hear people say this all the time like yeah. I'm, I'm just i'm putting out fires mm-hmm. There's I said no, that at work today. Yeah. So I'm, I'm over here <laughs>
0: feeling a little guilty. I, I said that at work today. So I was like, hey, do you have a minute? I said, I can't. I'm putting out a fire. Yeah. And I literally just kept walking. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and we
1: bounce today. back and forth between the one, and two, one and two, one and two, one and two, one and two. And we never go into actually creating. Mm-hmm. And we never find peace and let peace be the center and then go from there to what's next. Yeah. So there, for me, there's, there's three kinds of goals
2: okay.
1: that, that we create that are important to growing as an individual, okay. which are being goals is first one, goals around who I am, okay. what does it mean to be me, mm-hmm. and how do I want to improve myself?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So goals around being, then goals around relating, okay. goals around relationships, mm-hmm. how do I relate to people, Why? how do I communicate, how do I increase the way that I can network, that I can connect, mm-hmm. that I can create impact. And then goals around creating. So goals around, what are the things I'm really passionate and interested about, or interested in, and, and how? what are the goals I wanna put in that bucket? Because if I just have one, then my life feels uneven, it feels right. unbalanced, so right. I have to have goals around being, around relating, and around creating. Mm. And with those three, then I really start to grow as an individual.
0: That's so good. <laughs> So in my research for preparing for this episode, I ran across something that was called SMART Goals. And I think that can kind of tie into the three goals that you just gave us.
1: Yeah, and that is so good. Yeah, SMART
0: Goals. So the S is for specific Sometimes we just think we're too general yeah. with what we want to do. You have to be mm-hmm. specific. Yeah. You have to, um, I think even the Bible tells us to write it out, make it plain. <laughs> yeah. Like, make it plain. Be specific. What are you talking right? about? Right, be specific <laughs> with your prayers. You're just like, Lord, I'm just going through. What do you need? What mm-hmm. is the problem? Be specific. Yeah. Um. And
1: that, and, and go, well, I'll let you finish what you. Like, no, so. go ahead. Well, I'll spoil the, the news, right? The M stands for measurable, right? <laughs> the M is for measurable. Uh, so what I was going to say is that we can't measure anything that we don't define. Right. So if I, if I have this large goal that's so nebulous and it doesn't have any time and it doesn't have any specifics to mm-hmm. it, if I go to measure it, I talked to the kids last week and I asked them this question, and I do this often, is at the end of this time that we have together, mm-hmm. we had 40 minutes together okay. during our session and... I said, at the end of our time together, when you leave here and you talk to your friends who are not here,
2: okay.
1: for the, if they were going to ask you how today went,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and was it worth your time, mm-hmm. in order for you to say yes, in order for you to say it was good, it was dope, it was amazing, all these things, mm-hmm. what needs to happen? Okay. We need to get specific on, okay... This need I need to learn this skill. I need to feel this way. Right. I need to know this topic. Mm-hmm. whatever that is, mm-hmm. I need to have a very clear definition of what success is even in the moment to moment, right right on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So it's important on a in a morning situation or a morning routine. So you need to set your day up.
0: Absolutely. What
1: is what is your what is the what's your success criteria for mm-hmm. your day? Mm-hmm. How do I know that at the end of the day this was a good day? Right. Because it never will be if I don't define what that means.
0: Absolutely.
1: Like okay, today I need to come to the Lavender Women podcast. Mm-hmm. I need to show up fully. Mm-hmm. I need to, you know, meditate before that. I need to read two chapters in this book. I need mm-hmm. to w- these are the things that define this is a good day, right? And one other thing, one other question I ask in the morning is at the end of the day, I would know this was successful if I felt what mm. so. that varies Mm -hmm. that varies from day to day Mm -hmm. right some days it's super hectic so Mm -hmm. it can if i feel accomplished Mm -hmm. i'll know it was a good day okay or some days you know if it's a heavy day and i'm like this saturday i'm going to a funeral right like if i can feel at ease Mm -hmm. i'll know it was a good day yeah whatever that is we need to start defining things and it doesn't have to be so so old school like minute by minute but you need to know what you're talking about And you can't achieve anything you don't define.
0: That is everything. That's so true. So the A in SMART goals is achievable. You kind of touched on that a little Mm -hmm. bit, but you want to expand on that a little bit more? Oh,
1: Lord. (laughs) Um, Yeah, achieve. I mean, that goes to being specific. Mm -hmm. But it also has to be realistic. Right. Right. Sometimes, yeah, I want to make this amount of money in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Or I want to lose 50 pounds in three days right like it has to be realistic right um and we talk about there's a funny joke I heard a friend of mine ask at this event and he asked the audience he said could you lose 50 pounds by tomorrow if you could I'd give you a thousand dollars could you lose 50 pounds by tomorrow no you sure
0: I'm positive
1: what if you cut off a leg you could.
0: I could, you but could why lose. would I want to cut off That's the leg? thing, right? It, yeah. that
1: we might have goals that are achievable, but they're not realistic. Mm. It has to be achievable, right? Like, I, I, could, I could lose 50 pounds I by tomorrow. I could, yeah. But it makes no sense to do it that right, way. Right, in the
0: long run, how yeah. would that serve
1: me? So we have to set our goals up and our plans up in a way that makes sense, yes. right? And it makes sense for us in our life. Right. And stop trying to... Stop trying. We work with ourselves, not for ourselves. And a lot of times we treat ourselves like slaves. Mm-hmm. We do. Like we whip ourselves, we talk bad to ourselves, say, why it's didn't you do that? You suck. This is why you're never going to make it. And we, you got to work with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I reward myself. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I have something I not necessarily feel like doing, mm-hmm. but I know I need to do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: cool. If you do this, uh, I bargain with me. Mm-hmm. I'll let you have some ice cream, like right. <laughs> or you can you can watch two episodes on Netflix, exactly, or instead of one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like bargain. With, we work with ourselves, yeah. and like we need to be our our best friend, right? And not a slave driver, not a master. That's so true. Like we are a team with who we are,
0: with who we are, with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, so the R in smart goes relevance. Mm. Talk about it.
1: That goes back to our, you know, early mm-hmm. is, is this aligned with who I am? Where yeah. I'm going, mm-hmm. is it relevant? Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times we do so much, we have so much movement and mm-hmm. no momentum. And that's so frustrating is it's running on a treadmill. We have a life on a treadmill yeah. and it's like, and it's confusing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's confusing because it's like, I spent 10 years doing this and working hard and, and putting all this work in and I did all, all these things, I did all the right things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and nothing came of it.
2: Yeah.
1: I had a life full of movement mm-hmm. and no momentum. Right. I, it it's the hamster wheel. Yes. So it until I, you know, go back to um things that are aligned with me. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. All of this starts with us. Mm-hmm. No matter what the goal is, no matter what the topic is. And no, and you know, we've kind of alluded to business stuff, but this goes to relationships. It
0: goes to everything. This goes to, yeah. you know,
1: spirituality.
0: Everything, yeah. This
1: goes to all of that. Yeah. Right? If I want to improve my marriage, mm-hmm. if I want to improve my relationship with my children,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I can set up goals for that. Right. And I can make them specific and mm-hmm. measurable. And, you know, maybe she only rolled her eyes once today. <laughs> like, that's, that's an achievement. That's <laughs> an achievement. Do not despise <laughs> like,
0: small beginnings, like, okay? <laughs>
1: We got to be clear. Yeah. And so many people are not clear. And that's the hiccup. Mm. That they're not clear. Mm. And like going back to the value of place, if this chair tried to be this microphone, if we tried to be anything that we were not, it just can't be.
2: Right.
1: It it just won't work. Mm -hmm. The entire thing will fall apart. The entire world falls apart Mm -hmm. if we are not in our role of who we are and in our true power and in our true strength. Yeah. And... Isn't the world kind of falling apart? It is. And don't we know people who are trying to be people they're not?
2: Yes, we do.
1: And who have on masks. And you're like, I know the real you.
0: Take it all. Like,
1: you right. ain't got to be like right. that. Or even people say, I'm trying to be just like that person.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: I'm trying to be like Kobe. I'm trying to be like Bill Gates. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be like E.T. or yeah. whoever. Yeah. And if you try to be like them, you can't be you.
0: You can't be you. Yeah. And you weren't put here to be anyone else.
1: Yeah. I mean, I look at the lights here, but, you know, wherever we are, there's an example of lighting up a room. Mm-hmm. No, very, I, where I shared this was at this conference uh, a few weeks back. And it was a large auditorium with, you know, hundreds of lights across okay. the ceiling. Okay. And someone asked about comparing. And mm-hmm. they asked about, like, how do I, how do I just be me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do I just be me? And I told him, look up at the lights in the room. Mm -hmm. And even here, we have three, four, five, six, seven. Um, Just look up at the lights. And every light is necessary for this room to be lit. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, I can't just say that this light needs to be like that light, needs to be like that light. They're all required for light to be in this room. Mm -hmm. And they're all required for everyone in this room to see fully we all have a light right we all are a light
0: we often say we are light
1: yeah Yeah. and so often i'm trying to be like you who's a black light and i'm trying to be like you who's a you know uv light Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to be like everyone else's light Mm -hmm. but my light is needed too
0: your light is necessary it's important yeah yeah that's so good All right, so the T, the last one in our SMART goals is target dates. What do you think about setting dates for your goals? You got
1: to. Yeah. Um, But it goes right back to R, which is relevance, and A, which is achievable. Mm -hmm. So set realistic goals, Mm -hmm. right? Be real. Mm -hmm. Be real with yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I worked with someone today, and the person I talked to who said she didn't want to be a coach anymore. Mm -hmm. And I said, cool, that's perfectly acceptable. Give yourself a timeline. How about you try two more months? Okay. Give yourself two months. Okay. And see how you feel at the end of two months. Keep your routine. Keep things going the way they are. And, you know, check in then. Right? See if in two months you feel like, okay, maybe things have panned out. They've ironed out.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm good to keep going. Or does it feel completely wrong? And does it feel like there's something inside of you pulling you a different direction? Mm -hmm give yourself a timeline okay and you know i do this often it's like okay i want to have this kind of you know physical goal i'll give myself a, an achievable right. <laughs> an achievable realistic right. goal mm-hmm. but give myself a timeline mm-hmm. or i want to you know change my social media presence by this amount by when how do i do it right. let's get clear but What I think is also important that we haven't really talked about is detaching our identity from our goals. Mm. And that's a hard thing. Okay. Where if if I invest too much of myself into the goal that I have, if I don't achieve it correctly or in the right time, I can feel like i'm a failure Mm. so it's separating person from performance and that's a huge separation that a lot of people don't make because Mm -hmm. we're not we're not taught to make it right we're not taught to to separate a person from how they show up Mm -hmm. right the straight a student is Mm -hmm. the one who has who gets the attention the star jock the star player is the one who gets the attention right? right your you as a person your worth is defined by your performance but it's not, right. actually. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really not. Mm-hmm. So when we can, first of all, separate that. Right. Separate your identity, your worth, your value mm-hmm. from how you show up. You can start to be a lot more compassionate with yourself about right. your goals. Right. And be a lot more loving with the goals you have. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I want to do that. And, you know, maybe I didn't hit it. and But that's okay. Right, it doesn't
0: make like, you a failure because yeah. you didn't meet the goal. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I can still do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. That's the, one of the things I talked about the other day is that, you know, one failure does not stop you. It's just that most people stop at one failure. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Right. A myth is that if I'm scared to fail, I'm not going to fail. That's not the truth. No. Being scared to fail does not stop you from failing. No. You're going to fail anyway. I was gonna say. You're going to keep So you might as well take the risk towards what you want. Exactly. And you might as well go in. You might as well try. We might as well try to I'd rather have
0: tried life. and failed than to have never tried at all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because never trying is the real failure. That's the real failure. Yeah. That's, that's the absolutely. sadness. That's the life.
0: That's it right yeah, there. That's the
1: sadness.
0: Yeah. I follow um, business extraordinaire, Malik Till. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She coined the um, Curl Box. It's like a mm-hmm. box of hair products and beauty products for women of color. And she said when she was starting her business she had a finish line for a certain, for her goals. It was like once I met that goal, I stopped at the finish line and I started another goal. And she said what well, she learned in this business that when she tried to exceed that goal it's when things kind of started falling apart and mm-hmm. getting rocky. But if she just said, I met this goal, let me attach one, another goal to it, it made it more feasible for her to obtain mm-hmm. the goals. How do you feel about that? Like having a finish line at your goal. Like I've achieved this goal. Say, for instance, your goal is to sell 100 curl boxes this week, and you sell your 100. She was like, most people be like, okay, I want to sell 200 now. She said she may sell 102 the next goal, but not to make it so big that if I don't meet the goal the next week, then my whole thing feels like a failure. She said she wanted to absorb that she did meet her goal, and that so many of us don't do that because we meet a goal, and then we reset it to be some wild goal that now we can't obtain. (laughs) And it's like, wait, I did it, but now I didn't do it, so now my whole thing is a failure. Mm. So how should you? Okay, you meet your goal. What do you do with the rest of the goals that surround that one goal?
1: I think what she did is very good. Um, I think what's in there that's not mentioned is the celebration of achieving the goal, Mm. right? And I think that for her, I don't know the exact story, but what I feel is that that's what kept it moving that's the momentum is that if when i when i shift the goal or i try to exceed the goal then i make it harder for me to achieve Mm -hmm. so sure let me achieve it let me celebrate myself for achieving it and now i have the energy to achieve something else Mm -hmm. but if i'm constantly pushing the finish line away from myself then that feels self-defeating let alone the, the actual physical outside am i achieving the goal but internally, it feels self-defeating. I feel like I'm never good enough for me. Right. Right. And and this goes back to the mindset and we all need to know who we are Mm -hmm. and we need to know our personal triggers. We need to know how our reactions, we need to know how things feel to us, Mm -hmm. what things, how we operate Mm -hmm. and then set up a life in the way that we feel how we need to feel. I was talking to someone about this earlier today is that we don't know anyone's triggers. You don't know any one's triggers that's true like it can be someone was touched as a kid right and the person who did that wore a certain port pair of shoes exactly. and you walk in a room wearing that pair of shoes and they got an add it to what you and exactly. you're like i didn't even say nothing
0: they, to you you don't know a person sh- what their triggers are until they're triggered yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally yeah. 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 yeah
1: right whatever it is so you have to know who you are and then set set up your goals and set up your life and set up everything mm-hmm. that caters to how you operate but that's not a cop-out, let me be clear. That's right, not That's not right, to say, like, right. bend the world to your will. Mm-hmm. If you know that you have spaces you need to grow in, you need to grow in absolutely. that period. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, a lot of people say, okay, I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. protect my peace. Mm-hmm. And they create toxic boundaries. Mm-hmm. They create boundaries that keep them in their comfort zone mm-hmm. um, under the guise of protecting their peace and staying centered and being happy, mm-hmm. which isn't really true what they're doing. Mm-hmm. What they're doing mm-hmm. is staying in their comfort zone and using these healthy terms to justify their poor behavior (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry do we go left no no it's it's
0: perfectly okay because it kind of ties into the episode last week with Janae about healing and it's like some of us we first of all we talked about healing as a choice and so many of us stay in that in that place of sadness and and pain and hurt because it gets us attention, or mm-hmm. you know, we get sympathy from people. But you have to choose to want to be healed. Yeah, you have to wake up and make the decision every day to heal that thing that broke
1: you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a daily thing, and that's why you know, I keep messing up your uh, your plan. But <laughs> on my my affirmation, right, the very first one is a reminder that I'm in control. Let's do the affirmation and then.
0: So the affirmation. <laughs> i am in control i stand in my truth i am the catalyst for change
1: yeah those are my three there's those are my daily three that i start with mm-hmm. and i wear them on a bracelet on my wrist mm-hmm. um, and it's a reminder that's necessary because uh, things are always changing right and I need to remember that I'm in control, mm-hmm. right? And not in, like, a controlling way, but right. I'm in control of how I interpret things. Mm-hmm. I'm in control of how I respond how to things. How you respond, And Absolutely. how I react to life. Because mm-hmm. life is
0: going to happen. Facts. <laughs> I stay on this Every podcast, day. it's complete, in, like, um, inappropriate. What am I trying to say? It's not... Um, Proper grammar. But I say all the time on this podcast "The so life got them hands. Because mm, life facts. it will come at you. It will come at you with the hands. Okay? Yeah, facts. How
1: are you going to respond to yeah. it when it
0: happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that goes back to being prepared. Being prepared always. Mm-hmm. Um, so that my affirmation is part of how I stay prepared. When I can live more in intention. Yeah. And less in reaction. Mm-hmm. I stay in control. Mm-hmm. And so many people live their entire lives in reaction and don't know it. Right. All I'm doing is reacting to things. Yeah. All, my my husband said this. Mm-hmm. My kids did this. My job did this. Mm-hmm. My house is dealing with this. Mm-hmm. My car it has this. And I'm all day. I'm just reacting, reacting, reacting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and never am I choosing how I show up yeah. and choosing the life that I'm living.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's my first one. I I'm in control, and it kind of goes back to an architect. We all know what an architect is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. That's kind of, it's kind of a three phases of life. is, The very first phase is I have to recognize I'm the architect.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: the architect has two roles and responsibilities. I design,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: create the blueprint, mm-hmm. and then I go and build.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have to rec- remember I'm the architect of this life that I have.
2: Right.
1: No matter how long it is, no mm-hmm. matter ha- what happens in it, right. I'm the architect right. of it. I have to design the life I want but I'm the one responsible for building it. No mm-hmm. one else.
2: Right.
1: Not my partner, not my religion, mm-hmm. not my family, mm-hmm. not my homies from around the way. Right. Nobody is responsible for giving me the life that I want. Yeah. I'm the architect. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm in control is number one. I'll stand in my truth.
2: Mm-hmm. That.
1: That's that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard, standing in our truth, mm-hmm. because it's twofold. I have to know my truth. Right. I have to acknowledge my truth. Mm-hmm. Then I have to be courageous enough to stand in it because sometimes it's controversial
2: yeah
1: sometimes my truth doesn't align with the people i'm close to
0: right
1: so am i courageous enough to stand in my truth
2: mm-hmm.
1: and courage you know for me is doing things despite fear mm-hmm. so it's acknowledging that there's fear there i'm mm-hmm. a little scared mm-hmm. but i'm gonna do it anyway i'm gonna
0: do it anyway yeah. do it scared mm-hmm. yes
1: so i'm in control i will stand in my truth i'm the catalyst for change i'm the one who will make a difference and that by me doing those first two by me remembering i'm the architect mm-hmm. by me standing in my truth even when it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. i will make a difference Absolutely. and i will give permission to others mm-hmm. to then them too make a difference mm-hmm. yeah
0: good stuff y'all <laughs> all right so the i saw a meme segment i saw a meme and it made me really think about the excuses we make when it comes to obtaining our goals and the meme said Every excuse is valid, but the harder you fight for them, the more you can keep them. You can have an excuse or you can have a result, hmm. not both. Facts. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Our excuses versus mm-hmm. our results.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it, it reminded me of one of the quotes I like, which is, everyone is self-made, hmm. but only the successful people admit it. mm Everyone's self made.
2: Yeah. The
1: successful and the unsuccessful. But right. only the successful people admit it. I admit that it was a struggle. I was homeless. I got molested. My mm-hmm. parents didn't have money. We all these things I I admit it, I used it to my value, to my right. culture add, and then I used that to build and to work hard mm-hmm. and to grind and mm-hmm. to do these things mm-hmm. that were required to get the life I want. Mm-hmm. The unsuccessful people are also self made.
2: Right.
1: They also had the same trials and tribulations, and right. you know i got on instagram rather than read the book i went to the party rather than sit home and whatever you, you know talk about I, I i did this rather than all that right. but but nah i can't never seem to find a job opportunity never looks out for me yeah. like nah you made those minute-to-minute decisions too right right i made what we talked about right i don't create my future my habits do right you set up the habits right Don't make no excuses about the habits you made. Mm -hmm. That's yours, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. Have it. Mm -hmm. But don't be mad about it. Right. (laughs) Right. You have to own it. Yeah. Own it if you're going to be broke your entire life Mm -hmm. and can never go out to eat. Right. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's just not for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like, don't be mad at the people who don't, though. Right. Don't be mad at the people who say, you know, I can't make it. Yeah. I can't do it because... You know, I gotta, I gotta. I'm doing a podcast tonight. I can't come out to dinner, mm-hmm. or you know, I can't. It's not in my budget. Mm. I'm, I'm saving for this goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, you lame. You don't never want to come out. All this stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. Yeah. Let's see what happens.
0: And I mean, all <laughs> of us. If you've lived long enough, all of us have some things that we could use as excuses not yeah. to obtain our goals. Absolutely, we're not alone with those things. We yeah. all have
2: them.
1: I talked to a guy yesterday at a, our men's event, and he talked about don't let fact become your truth, mm-hmm. and that whatever we're looking for, we're going to find.
2: Yeah.
1: Whatever I'm looking for, we're going to find. Now, for me, I'm on the coaching side. This is called the RAS. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it. I have not. It's a part of the brain, the reticular activating system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What that does is it takes into account whatever you said is important, and then it embodies it.
2: Okay.
1: So if you ever bought a new car, mm-hmm. and then the next day you see that car everywhere, them cars were already there.
2: Right.
1: Which, <laughs> what you did was you told the RAS this is something important to us,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so it said. Cool. Let me go find it.
2: Right. And it started
1: paying attention or a new pair of shoes.
2: Crazy. That's that's
1: what that is. It's the art. Whatever you're looking for is what you're going to find. So what he gave the example of is when he was in jail, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he said, if I'm in jail and I'm looking for disrespect Mm -hmm. because I'm just ready to fight. I'm just looking for people. I'm just looking for disrespect. Anything could be disrespectful. Mm
2: -hmm. Anything. right?
0: Right.
1: He said, you know, this guy's on the phone. And he's on the phone and gets news that his mom just died. Mm-hmm. Now, he hangs the phone up and he walks past him and he bumps him in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy who's looking for disrespect, like, oh, you just disrespected me. You right, ain't saying nothing. Right. Mind you, this guy just got news his mom his passed. Mom he passed don't even register that with, you yeah. was standing there. Yeah. Like, but whatever I'm looking for, I'm going to find. Whether it's true or not, whether it's real or not,
0: how many gems are you gonna drop in this episode? Like, I just, I have a question: How many gems are you gonna drop in this episode? But the goal
1: is okay. Now that we know this, now that I know that the Ras, now I know how the Ras works. Right. What am I gonna tell myself is important?
2: Mm.
1: What am I gonna tell myself to look for? Am I looking for opportunities? Am I looking for people who can support me? Who can? Yeah. Am I looking for the right group of people, or is my comfort zone and ego the thing leading me? Do I keep finding the same partner who doesn't respect me or love mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Do I keep going into same dead-end jobs? Yeah. Do I keep whatever the same, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. What is important to me actually? Mm-hmm. And let, my, let me reverse engineer my life mm-hmm. to start understanding my values. Mm-hmm. And we might be surprised by what we find right. based on the life that we're living. Mm. That was,
0: <laughs> mine is just cold. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> I've learned so much. <laughs> Um, I think you've already touched on this. Uh, every week we do a seed of lavender, which is our seed of wisdom and or intention. We water this seed until it develops roots and begins to grow in our mm. lives. And the seed of lavender for this week was stillness. And yeah. you touched on this a little bit earlier in the episode. Anything else you want to add about stillness Invi- when it yeah. comes to this topic?
1: Invite it in. Invite yeah. more stillness.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, slow down. Yeah. Sometimes... And I know that a lot of people listening to this, this is going to be true. Your vision can torment you. Mm -hmm. If you have a big goal and you have a big, big vision, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: don't let it torment you. Yeah. Break it down into those SMART goals that you just talked about, right? right? Specific, measurable, achievable, uh, relevant with dates on them. Mm -hmm. Um, Break it down. Don't let your vision be the thing that ruins you.
0: Yeah. I've been there because it'll make you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Like ever. You're never doing enough. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: slow down. Take in more life, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, One of my favorite things is never get so so busy building a life. You forget to live one, right? It's... It's... eh. Slow down. Yeah. Right there. There's so much beauty everywhere, mm-hmm. and really, the thing that all humans want, and also the thing that all humans fear, is the same, which is connection.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not. It's not the bank account. It's not the success. It's not. It's the connection. Mm-hmm. So allow yourself more permission to be you,
2: mm-hmm. and allow
1: yourself more permission to be vulnerable and open, and slow, mm-hmm. and feel. Yeah. And you know, I I write poetry on the side too, and. You know, it's been a struggle for me to slow down. Yeah. Because poetry requires you to to explain a second of time. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all you're doing with a poem is mm-hmm. you're saying, This one second. Mm-hmm. How did that feel in right. so many words, right? Mm-hmm. So I would challenge people, right? Try to write about a second in time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like even what we did earlier with grandma, right? Let's let's describe the ambiance, mm-hmm. right? The room is like this and it feels like this, smells like this. Mm-hmm. Slow down and, and feel the life that you're living. Right. Feel more about your body. Feel feel the blood flowing behind your ears and in your fingertips yeah. and in your toes. And yeah. feel the breath come in your nose and down through your chest and, and out through your mouth. Mm-hmm. and Feel the life you're living. Mm-hmm. And then when you start doing that, scan yourself. Mm-hmm. See what you notice. Okay. I think that would be very interesting. And I had to do that. I did this, right, as I was being coached is... I scanned and saw what blocks did I feel? What Mm. pressures did I feel? Mm. And where were they? And what necessarily did that mean? Mm -hmm. For me, I felt like a huge block in my throat. And I was always so scared to speak out loud because I thought no one would value what I had to say. (sighs) Or I would feel like this deep pressure on my chest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always was so nervous to, to go against what what society, that, that dragon thou shot? I was so nervous to go against right. what I was supposed to be, what mm-hmm. my mom wanted me to be, what, mm-hmm. what everyone wanted me to be, and go with where my emotion was, yeah. and go with what felt like purpose and what felt like passion to me.
2: Right.
1: Tap into who you are, scan mm-hmm. that, feel what's there, mm-hmm. be curious about what's there.
2: Right.
1: And then reassess your goals. Start redefining parts of life, right? Mm-hmm. Things don't have to mean what we're told they mean. Right. I can do anything. Anything. I can redefine anything. I remember a quick story. Before an Olympics, someone interviewed one of the skiers and said, are you nervous? Mm -hmm. And they said, no, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. The thing is, nervousness and excitement show up the exact same way. You just have to decide which one it is. right? Mm -hmm. When I'm nervous, my palms are sweaty, my heart beats fast, I'm maybe a little short of breath. That's Mm -hmm. the same thing as excitement. excitement. Right? I can redefine every single thing in my life. Mm-hmm. If this feeling happens, what if it's not stress?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What if it's joy?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What if the way I show up right now is actually something else? Right. What if I started questioning and relabeling things in a way that actually served me?
2: You
0: kind of did that with my daughter when you got here. Because I was like, she's kind of shy. And you were like, well, why are you shy? Are you sure you're shy? And you, you kind of, it's like, <laughs> I kinda, so she was like, yes, I'm shy. I don't like new people. And I'm scared. And in roles, a lot of people, you was like, but it's only three of us in here. And, you know, you kind of ask those questions to make her really think about it, like, Why do I react this way in new settings or around new people? What if it's not that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What if it's something else? What if I'm inquisitive?
2: Mm. What if I
1: like to take a second to notice my surroundings first?
2: Exactly.
1: That's different than shy. Shy tells me I have to behave a certain way. Inquisitive, I can feel a certain way about. So let's relabel our life in a way that serves us. Right, and I can behave however I want, but it'll feel different. Mm-hmm. And that's that inner part. That's, that's the that inner, that's mm-hmm. the experiencing the feelings mm-hmm. I want on a regular basis. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's success.
0: Any closing remarks you've been <laughs> you've been a gem, just a jewel for this podcast. Any closing remarks for the listeners about goal setting, about prioritizing, about success, about stillness, about any of it.
1: Let yourself breathe more often Mm -hmm. one of the first things they teach in monk school is breath Mm -hmm. controlling your breath yeah have you heard this yes i have because throughout life that's the only thing that's with you
2: literally
1: breathe more you know jobs change people change relationships change families change everything changes Mm -hmm. except your breathing Mm -hmm. and if you can't control that you'll have no control over anything else Slow down, breathe a little more. Don't make your goals so burdensome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Recognize that your goals are there to serve you. And so are you, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we fight our ego. Sometimes we say our ego's there to protect us. And it, oh, I, I acted like that. It was out of character. That was my, my ego was triggered.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Our ego is a bodyguard there to protect us. Mm-hmm. Protect us of things that we're scared of. Mm-hmm. And I think about an actual bodyguard who it works for a celebrity. Mm-hmm. The celebrity is always in control, though. It's like, okay, slow down. Right. You're a little overzealous. Right. Like, let that person through. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So slow down, breathe, become friends with your ego, learn to control it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: tell it to, you know. Sometimes it can take a seat. Right. Sometimes it's okay to be open. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay to question. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable and and to be nervous. Feel the feels. Mm-hmm. Whatever they are, yeah, feel, feel them. Feel
0: your feelings. Yeah. yeah
1: stop suppressing. Mm-hmm. Life is here. Yeah. Life is right now. I always life, said, is,
0: life is generous. Yeah. yeah, that's my thing. Life is generous. Take some of it. Mm. <laughs> this has been another installment mm. of the Lavender Woman podcast. I really hope that you guys can relate to this topic, to this conversation. I am going to add all of the contact info for our guest this week, Coach Matthew Hayes, down in the description box in the notes below. And if you um, need coaching, Feel free to hit him up. Are you accepting new clients, sir? Yes. Because I'm just putting you out there. I didn't even (laughs) ask. So he is accepting new clients. I'll have all of his information in the description box. I thank you. I appreciate you for listening. I love you. Take care of yourself. Until next week.